0: Hi, and welcome to Journeys to Belonging podcast with host, Dr. Eileen Winokur, featuring awesome educators and leaders who share their journeys, advice, and personal stories about feeling a sense of belonging. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Journeys to Belonging. On this episode today, my guest is Donna Guerin. And I started following Donna on Twitter. Oh, gosh, I don't know how long ago it was. Within this past year, maybe longer. um, But I've been so impressed because she walks the walk, talks the talk, and is very involved with the United Nations Global Goals, supporting students, and sharing her passion for helping others around the world. And I'm so thrilled that Donna is on with me today. Donna, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here today. Yeah, I'm so excited about this. Well, I didn't really say too much, just a a few things about you, but I'd love for you to introduce yourself to
1: our listeners. Sure, absolutely. So um, as you mentioned, my name is Donna Guerin, and I am entering my 22nd year of teaching. Uh, I've taught all grade levels K to 12, and I am excited to say that I have been a global educator for the past six years. I first got involved with global education in 2015. I did Mm -hmm. some work with Kuhn Timmers and Jennifer Williams with the uh, United Nations Sustainable Development Goals as well as um, with the Project Kakuma uh, and the refugees there. And so um, I have just branched out on my own with my new platform called Global Lighthouse Studios. And it is all about uh, student advocacy and also just connecting people from place to place around the world.
0: Wow, lots to talk about there. And we're, you can be sure if you're listening that we will talk about all of those things that Donna mentioned because I think they're really, really important. But the first question I always ask my guests is when I say the word belonging or feeling a sense of belonging, What's the first thing that comes to
1: mind. I think the first thing that comes to mind is just that um, the premise of my whole organization is all about belonging. Um, I like to have a sense of community. Um, I talk to the other educators that join any projects that I do as family members. And so I think it's important to. always incorporate uh, different perspectives and different viewpoints and to give people um, a real sense of belonging, whether it's belonging to a group or belonging to uh, you know, other friends or things along the line. But um, that sense of belonging to me is very important. Right.
0: I like the way you mentioned that your, um, who, whoever is with you on this journey with, the, with your new venture, which we'll talk about in a second, Uh, you consider like family. So it's not even just a team, but it's really that community, that closeness, and then bringing everybody around the world as close as possible to have that understanding of each other. And that's so much about what belonging is, is that acceptance and that inclusion. So um, I want to get right into your story. So I know it's uh, your journey and career in education is 22 years, so you're not going to spend the whole, the whole time here today talking about your 22-year <laughs> career, but I'm wondering if you could sort of think back and share your journey about how you got involved in global collaboration and supporting the UN Sustainable Development Goals, as you said, about six years ago. So what
1: was it on that journey that sort of moved you onto that path? So I started my career um, early. I grew up in New York, and so I worked in New York City. And then I had the opportunity to move out to Colorado. Um, And then um, I got to stay home with my family for a few years. But then my first venture back into teaching um, was really just eye-opening to me because some things had changed uh, while I was home. I always kept abreast of what was going on because I was home with my kids, but I was part of the you know parent groups and things like that. But it was really exciting to me that education had really taken this kind of like global spin to it. And so, um, I started just really, um, I started out on Twitter and, uh, just started following some people that looked really interesting to me. And I've always loved to travel. I find, um, other cultures and other countries just fascinating. And so I started to follow people like Jennifer Williams and Kuhn Timmers, and just look at the work that they were doing. And so I reached out to them to get involved. Um, and then I actually had, um, someone come to my school district here in Colorado and speak about the sustainable development goals. I hadn't heard of them before in 2015. And I don't know what happened, but it just sparked my interest and ignited this flame inside me. And I was like, I need to get involved with this. This is just, what a great way to connect people around the world, around uh, a unified approach to, these global issues and so I just started just doing a deep dive myself into the into the SDGs and um, getting my students involved and so um, and then I realized that I'm very student driven that's just always the way I've always run my classroom and so um, I gave it up to the students and said let's take what you're passionate about and let's match that together with the sustainable development goals and let's let's do something let's take some action Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of um, how my career has kind of spun its way into this. And so um, it's just been super exciting just uh, just watching students get so enamored with the SDGs and taking their passion and being able to apply Mm -hmm. it to something um, as a global issue and also relating that to other peers um, that they've met along the way. Right. And so what uh, what what are you teaching right now? Well, right now um, I'm actually uh, teaching through Global Lighthouse Studios. I'm teaching uh, oh, two different units. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm teaching a literacy uh, unit for grades four through twelve, and then I'm mm-hmm. uh, called little. No, I'm sorry. Um, called uh, Dream Seekers, and then I'm also mm-hmm. teaching a K three uh, group of um, a literacy program uh, called Little Dreamers. Um, And then I'm also teaching part-time at a school district here in uh, Colorado. I'm teaching a brand new class that I brought to the district called Global Perspectives. So that's been really neat, too, because I'm able to bring the work that I'm doing with Global Lighthouse Studios also to the students here in Colorado.
0: Oh, that's amazing. And we're going to get to that, but I want to touch back something that you mentioned. So for those of our listeners who are like you in 2015, weren't aware of the sustainable development goals or those who have heard of them, but aren't sure how to get started because 17 goals. It seems so daunting. I have my curriculum and all of that. What are some of the suggestions. First of all, what are they and what are some of your suggestions about how you got involved or how you would um, advise teachers to get involved in using them in their classrooms.
1: Uh, There's so many different ways to get involved. Um, First of all, for our youngest learners, the K to three group, there's something called the good life goals and what's great about those is they are exactly the same as the global goals. Uh, They're just um, at a a level that they can understand. They have these cute emojis and things like that. So the good life goals for sure, if you are a K-3 teacher, Um, if you are a 4 to 12 teacher or even a university uh, teacher, a professor, because I've worked with um, some teachers on the university level as well, Mm -hmm. uh, there's lots of ways to get involved. First step would be to go to globalgoals.org. Um, And just take a peek at them yourself. There are 17 goals um, put together by the UN, and they touch on people, they touch on the environment, they touch on economics. And so um, you can really do a deep dive. There's so much to to learn. There's 169 targets. So there's lots of information out there. But uh, giving students the opportunity just to you know, go over the website, you can do one goal at a time, you can um, manage it by which one looks interesting to your class, it kind of, um, kind of depends on your classroom and uh, which avenue th- you'd like to take it. But um, I have found for myself that I can apply it to basically any curriculum area. Um, I've used it in literacy, I've used it in science, I've used it in social studies. And so um, that's what's so wonderful about it is it really is a connector.
0: Mm hmm. And as you said, and I'll make sure to put all of those resources in the show notes. There are are a lot of lessons already put together and a lot of of resources written by teachers um, for teachers uh, on on those websites. So uh, I'll make sure to add that to our show notes. And then now I really want to get into Global Lighthouse Studios First of all, I'm really curious about the name. That was one of the things that I wanted to ask you about because I've been curious about it since you announced this project. And then um, if you could tell our listeners what it is uh, and how they could get involved if they can.
1: Great. So um, the name was something that I just came upon because uh, when I think of a lighthouse, I think of it as a beacon of hope. Mm -hmm. And so um, I love the idea of shining the light on, others um, because that's part of who I am as a human. Um, I had to incorporate the word global because it's in my fiber of being. And oh, yeah. I, I purposely um, had it um, pluralized as studios because my hope is to be able to um, grow this so that I have at least representation on each continent um, in every country if I can. And I would love to have educators who wanna be involved and. Um, you know, be the representative for their country, um, and be a Global Lighthouse Studio um, representative. So Mm -hmm. uh, that's kind of where the name came from. And the logo um, that um, you might be able to see on my shirt, or you can see on Twitter, uh, was actually um, created by one of my students, my former students. Oh, wow. Um, Currently a junior in high school, but um, I had him when he was in eighth grade. And I just really loved his artistic talents. And so I all I did was give him the name and just knowing who I am, this is what he created as the logo. So Mm -hmm. I always like to say that because um, like I said, I'm very much into student empowerment. So I think it's great that he helped me design the logo. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And so how can um, teachers specifically get involved uh, in terms of, you mentioned that you're uh, offering uh, several programs to K to three and also four to 12 and so, so forth. What are some of the things that uh, teachers could do with the types of programs if they decided to become sort of, I don't know if you're calling them ambassadors, I know a lot of apps and things call them ambassadors, but representatives of Global Lighthouse Studios, because I know a number of the the teachers, the educators that internationally that I have already had on my podcast, like uh, Bahavna and some others, are already working with you on this project, so how to get involved and then what what can that add to what they're already doing in their classrooms?
1: Yeah, so great. Uh, It's nice that you mentioned Bhavna. Um, Actually, she's on my board. Uh, She's one of my um, team members already. Um, And so I have a few educators that are on my initial board, but um, if you would like to get involved, I would love to have you join any of my global projects. Uh, What we do is they're usually four to six weeks in length with a particular focus. Um, The one that is the literacy one that we're doing that launches next week is going to be focused on people that have overcome challenges. And so we'll be reading different novels and mentor texts to um, talk about people who have overcome challenges and the importance of resilience. I also have one that's going to be starting in early October around food security. Uh, That one I'm really excited about because I have several university students who are going to be joining us. And so that's kind of exciting. Um, and then I also break them out into elementary, middle and high school. I do have the students collaborate, but um, I also value the importance of um, their age group of what, what mm-hmm. it is that they're reading and, and studying. Right. I also have one coming up um, that's going to be on um, ancient civilizations. And uh, we're gonna be talking about um, the SDGs and its relation to ancient civilizations. So mm-hmm. that one I'm also really excited about. I get excited about all these projects. Yeah, <laughs> um, and, I love it. And um, then the last one that I wanted to highlight is one that I am in partnership with Keeping the Blues Alive. Right now we have our, um, our schools lined up already for the fall, uh, but we're hoping to have another opportunity in the spring and we're calling that Journey to the Heart of the Blues right now, Uh, but it's basically using the universal language of music to connect Mm -hmm. and talk about um, global issues and social justice issues. So all of those are like wonderful ways, and and like I said, um, you know, I do um, invite people to be members of the Global Lighthouse Studios family, and that's truly how how I value them. And so Mm -hmm. if you would like to get involved, you can um, always find me on Twitter. I'm on Twitter all the time. Mm -hmm. And you can also find me on Facebook. I'm also on Instagram, or you can visit my website. And it has my email address there at globallighthousestudios.org.
0: Okay, perfect. And again, all of that will be in the show notes. And we'll we'll, uh, mention it again at the end of the podcast too. Um, You've mentioned global and you've mentioned collaboration and you've mentioned your focus on students. So uh, I'd love for you to talk about uh, either past projects or the things that you're doing with Global Lighthouse because I, I know that you have an international um, number of teachers who have sort of almost, fa- I don't know if you call them founding members, but the people who came on board right away with you. What does global collaboration look like to you and how can others get involved Uh, in because it's more than just connecting right
1: yeah so um the other piece that uh, i talk about a lot is human connection Uh, that is Mm -hmm. really important to me Mm -hmm. and so i've had the opportunity to have up to 150 students on one zoom call Um, wow I talk about like true collaboration and having students meet each other, that's what I'm talking about. So um, like for instance, this upcoming unit, um, I will um, do a similar one that I did in the spring where I'm able to bring um, the project just so you know, started out with only six classrooms and I have 20. And now I finally had to put a cap on this one wow. just for now because 20 classrooms is a lot to manage. But I'm super excited about it. And so um, part of being uh, part of these global units is having those student meetups. And so what I do is I integrate them into the unit and we'll have two to three during, you know, throughout the six weeks where the Mm -hmm. students will have an opportunity to meet other students from other classrooms. We can do breakout rooms, things like that. So the students truly get to collaborate and not just asynchronously, but actually meet other students from other countries Mm. and ask questions and, and just, you know, have a conversation because I just feel like, you know, that human connection piece and that communication piece is so important. Um, giving them those skills to be able to, you know, present to someone else or to value other people's opinions is so important. And so, um, That's how I break down the walls of the classroom. um, And I truly uh, do invite people to collaborate.
0: That's amazing. And so is there a particular project, let's say before Global Lighthouse Studios, a particular project that you did with your students and uh, as a teacher with collaboration that you can sort of describe so our listeners can get an idea of what that actually looks like?
1: Sure. So um, I always have to talk about the group that I had the opportunity to bring to Rome, Italy, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had a group of eighth graders, and we just um, we did a semester long dive into the SDGs, really uh, starting with just getting to know. Um, more about themselves. So they started with a very introspective look of what it is that makes them who they are, and what drives them, what are their passions. Mm -hmm. And then we broke the students into groups based on their passion. So for example, I'll talk about the group that did music. And Mm -hmm. so that group um, went and actually wrote and recorded a song that you can actually find on like Apple Music and Google Play, um, oh, wow. all about the SDGs. And so it's truly taking your passions and being able to put them to take them, take action for the SDGs. So whether it's you um, you know, dream of being an astronaut and you want to do something with space or whether it's for someone else and be a campaigner, what does that look like? That would probably be the biggest group that I was so excited to have the opportunity to take uh, over to Rome, Italy, where they attended a global conference. And there was, I think, wow. about 3,000 students there. And they were able to talk about their projects and, and um, you know, how they brought the SDGs to life. I had another group who um, raised money for to help the homeless and made care packages and then distributed them through the fire department. So it truly, there, there is an avenue for, for every student. It uh, doesn't matter what your passion is, you can find a way to take action.
0: Do you have, I'm just wondering, um, do you have students who come back to you later on uh, after they've been through these programs with you and talk to you about what kind of impact that has had on them, those projects have had on them?
1: Yes, actually, um, one of my student interns, her name is Skyler. Um, she's on the website. You'll see her. She is actually a former student. As is, uh, I don't know if that's proper English, <laughs> uh, but there's a there's a lot of students on the website that are former students no of mine. Um, nice. They they do um, tend to seek me out, and so um, and they awesome. do. And I've gotten so many compliments from parents that just say that um, I've had a, an impact on their life, and that as a teacher, as you know, really just, you know, yes. warms your heart. And so that's the um, million dollars we work for. <laughs> that, exactly, exactly. And so, um, you know, I'm excited to learn from the students as well, because they nice. can get a whole new perspective. And um, as I mentioned, Skylar being an intern has been wonderful, because she's been able to come on Uh, so many calls with me with different classrooms and just, you know, be able to give me that student perspective of, you know, what it is that the students are looking for or Mm -hmm. things that I could highlight that I didn't mention or things like that. So student empowerment is just so important to me.
0: It's obvious from all that you're saying, but I think it's so important that you're uh, excited about sharing the stage, so to speak, with students to ensure that the students that you're speaking with understand and have that uh, perspective that the students who have been through your programs or done your projects have had already. And I I think that's just so important. It's one of the things that uh, highlighted uh, what you're doing and interested me in your work, which is why I was so excited to have have you on here today. I wanted to ask you also, because I know your son, Jake, is he the youngest?
1: He is the youngest. He's the youngest of four. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That your son, Jake, is also involved with social projects for good. And I'm wondering if you could kind of talk about how he got started and maybe uh, based on your experience as a parent and an educator, how parents and educators uh, who are listening can encourage their children or students to get involved with this kind of activity?
1: Oh, absolutely. So um, Jake um, is actually, he started a foundation called Kind Heart Junior uh, Mm -hmm. back when he was in fourth grade. He's a big sixth grader now. Um, And the basic premise was um, he was uh, doing an assignment for school and he Mm -hmm. had to come up with a, a business idea. And so he said, well, I, I just want to make people happy. He's like, that's really just what I want to do. So I don't really know I love what it. I can do as a business idea. So he said, well, what if I like, you know, had these hearts and I could just, you know, people can just squeeze them if they're sad or they're not, you know, they're feeling blue and they can carry it in their backpack. And, he, and um, so I thought, wow, what a wonderful idea. And he said, well, I would like to give the money to somebody who needs it. And so um, I was doing work at the time with Project Kakuma. And so he decided that he was going to use the money that he raised from selling Mm -hmm. these hearts to give to Kakuma. And so um, he did, he raised a thousand dollars, which we gave to Project Kakuma for them to use in their classroom. And it was a really great experience for him because Mm -hmm. he, he had people from all over the world that were requesting these hearts. And so we went to the post office and we mailed them and, Um, One actually went to Hong Kong. It took like three weeks to get there, but it did get there. (laughs) Um, So then he, um, you know, over the past two years, he's done that. So then last year, his focus, uh, because of COVID, was Mm -hmm. to keep people connected through technology. So he was able to raise $1,000 that he gave to a school that um, I work with in Malawi, Africa. And he was able to um, get them connectivity for one year for internet, and then also purchase six iPads. And so it really opened up their world. They had never used Mm -hmm. the internet before. And so that was really eye-opening and and exciting. And now this year um, he has um, changed it into Young Changemakers International. Uh, mm-hmm. So that he can keep it going through middle and high school. And mm-hmm. he still has Kindheart Junior, so um, that's, that's like the elementary uh, ways that students can get involved. Mm-hmm. But he now has Young Changemakers International, and he is working um, with refu- uh, the refugee camp there in Kakuma and mm-hmm. trying to raise money. And his dream is to build a school there um, so that they can have a school. Wow like his, um, where they can get uh, quality education. So this year he's focusing on number four. So mm-hmm. my advice to parents out there would be to check out Jake's website, Young Changemakers International. He's also okay. on Twitter and Instagram. And okay. please reach out to him. He is looking for students that wanna be involved. And again, mm-hmm. if your child is only you know seven or eight years old, we could, mm-hmm. um, you know, put them in the direction of Kind Heart Junior, they could be a representative there, but um, we would love to get more students involved. Uh, Jake's dream is to, you know, be able to connect students, just like I connect teachers and educators around the world. So thank you for asking. That
0: is wonderful. Yes, yeah, I, because I, I've, I started following him as a result of following you. And of course, you know, he's a student, so he's very busy, but when he does post, it's so um, amazing what he's already done in um, just, you know, in his short life so far. And I love the advice that you gave, you know, you could start with something small and it started with something that he, that he generated an idea that he came up with. And um, I'm assuming that you just kind of guided the conversation with perhaps some questions to him because if he started with the idea of making people happy, how did he get from there to making the hearts, was that something Kijiki came up with or did you have to sort of help him have that discussion?
1: Well, I did have to facilitate the discussion um, right. and there was an ideation process like anything else. Um, the original idea he had was more like a little person And um, Mm. then we had to talk through, okay, well, what does that look like if we have to start stuffing and sewing little people? Mm -hmm. I'm like, that might be harder to make. What else could we make? So just asking those leading questions and but allowing your child to have the flexibility of giving them the freedom to express and and it'll naturally come out to be able to um, have something come out that they want to do. Because if they're passionate about it and they want to do it, then they'll get it done. Um, If it comes from you and it's your idea, then they're not going to be as passionate about it.
0: Right. It ends up being something that they'll work on temporarily because, you know, they think they're trying to please you. And if it's something that they're really not interested in or passionate about, like you said, and ultimately it's their their decision, right? Even after all the discussion that we have and so forth and pointing out possible pitfalls and things like that allowing them to make that decision and then seeing where it goes. Uh, I know that many parents uh, worry about children failing or faltering and being disappointed. But you know, I think that's, we, we both know that's all part of life, right? And that ideation process sometimes includes things that don't go right. And then we have to problem solve to figure out how they, how they can be better. Um, And I'm sure, you know, part of that was how do I ship these things? And how do I get them in a fairly efficient manner? Um, So he had to learn all about that, too. So there are things that you wouldn't think a fourth grader or fifth grader would need to know. But because he was so passionate about it, I'm assuming that he searched out the information so he could find it.
1: Yeah, he did. And, you know, um, during COVID, of course, um, when we were doing the hearts, we couldn't really send them for a short period of time because I didn't want to, you know, he thought about bringing them like, for example, to like a senior citizen home. Um, But then, you know, we we talked about germs and how that could be transferring of germs. And so um, he actually started a little campaign in our neighborhood um, and he uh, created these little rocks And he wrote a letter and he put them on the neighbor's stoop and with a a rock that had nothing on it and he said please join our community and um, he said to decorate it as you would like and to put it down by the big rock by our elementary school in our town that they could walk to and Mm -hmm. um, it makes me like so happy but um, when still to this day a year plus later um, there is a whole little group of rocks next to the big rock down by the elementary school so you know just to spread happiness. So, you know, during a time that people couldn't get out and couldn't talk to one another. And so, you know, just to continue having those conversations with your child and encourage them that there's no such thing as a bad idea and Mm -hmm. failure is part of the process. Um, Is just, you know, be encouraging.
0: I'm so excited about all that you're sharing, Donna. This is really amazing. Is there anything else that you wanted to share with our listeners that I didn't have a chance to ask you about any advice you want to give them?
1: I just would like to say that if you are interested at all in anything, please reach out to me because I, um, I just want to connect as many people as, as possible. Um, so mm-hmm. please reach out to me with any ideas you have. If there's something that you are passionate about as an educator and really want to take on, I'm happy to take on new projects. Sometimes I take on too many, just saying. <laughs> but, but I do. Oh, we I, are so alike. <laughs> but I do love it. And, um, and I love meeting new people. And I love to learn from other educators. So my advice is just stay connected.
0: Yeah, that's, that's really great advice. And a good part of feeling that sense of belonging also. I just wanted to ask you, is there anything that you could use support or help with Since this is a new project, other than people getting involved, is there anything that you're thinking to yourself, gee, if I only had someone who could, um, anything like that, that you would want to sort of reach out to the listeners and see if they could help you with or support you?
1: Sure. If, um, if there are any listeners out there who would like to spread the word or um, or be in contact with me to kind of represent your your country or wherever you are um, and be part of my family, I would love to have you. So please reach out to me and we can have a conversation about spreading the word. And also, um, if you would like to help Jake and Young Changemakers uh, with their Um, building of the school in Kakuma please reach out to him as well as he's looking for schools to get involved just to help raise awareness uh, for these refugees and for uh, quality education and so um, as I as I said I I would love to hear from you so please just reach out to me Um, Twitter is is definitely the best place to get me but I'm available on all social media
0: Okay. And where, where would that be? What, what is, what are your handles? Are they all the
1: same or? Uh, well, at DL Garin, so D L G U E R I N one is uh, that's where I am on Twitter and on Instagram for my personal mm-hmm. account. And um, you can just search up global lighthouse studios because I manage both accounts, but at DL L one is probably the best way to reach me.
0: Okay. And then Jake's cha- uh, young change makers, right?
1: Yes, Young yeah. Changemakers. And, and okay. as I mentioned, he's he's actually on uh, Instagram and on um, Twitter. Okay, perfect. Okay, again,
0: I'll keep that all in the, um, in the show notes, because I think it's really important for everybody to be able to find it easily. Donna, this was fantastic. I look forward to maybe having you back next year to see how things are going and for a follow up to all the projects that you've planned for the year and to see where where it's taken you in in that would be great because this is really your first year of of uh global lighthouse studios right
1: yeah it is it's my i only launched it in april so it's only been a couple of months and uh i'm already excited by all the people i've come in contact with and all the projects on the horizon so that would be great that's fantastic
0: Thank, thanks a lot, Donna. I really appreciate your being on today, and I look forward to sharing it with everybody.
1: Okay, thanks so much.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you're inspired by what you heard, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information about belonging, check my website, Journeys to Belonging. That's Journeys number two belonging. Dot webstarts.com. See you next week.